It's Mark and Shane on the Gentleman's Club. Everybody, Mark and Shane here. It's the Gentleman's Club podcast. Uh, fresh off of our, I don't know when this is coming out, our Interloop show mm-hmm. podcast. Well, I feel like I can't say our, well, we, we, I, you and Justin did a live podcast at Selena's for Fringe Festival where you went through Eastman Kodak and conspiracy theories. And I just came along for the ride. I don't want to well, take that, credit for this. Well, that's not true. I mean, cause you, I think you've done more interlude podcasts with me than Justin. So at least it's at the very least it's tied. Okay. So, All right. You know, I got my two main bitches with me. Yeah. Right? That's what it feels like. You know, I got my, my married bitch. You. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And I, and I got my side bitch, Justin. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, we got weird in a Mexican restaurant together. Now, I don't, I think when this ends up coming out, like, you know, if, hey, if you're a Patreon listener, this is, and you're listening to this right away, today, September 21st at 7.30, we will be at Selena's doing another episode, live uh, interloop conspiracy theory podcast. And you, you might be able to come, right? Uh, tickets may be available. The last one. There's been, was, yeah, there's a good amount of walk up available. Um, come early if you're hungry and you want to get drinks because it, it, we're literally in a private room away from the restaurant. So, yeah, you're going to show up early and get your burrito and your margarita. Yeah, it's all about Kodak conspiracies. And Mark, I would like to formally request, if I can, that your dad comes to the show. I'll pay for his ticket. Because we need we need a legit Kodak expert, and the man worked there for a long time. Funny you bring up the the word expert, because this may have been the funniest thing that's ever that we've ever done. <laughs> looking back on it, in my well, the eyes, the bar is low. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, this interloop blog live podcast about the Kodak conspiracy theories for Fringe Fest. Might have been the funniest thing that we've ever done because we I go into everything and you're really good at you're you're way better than I am at realizing the temperature of a room. And I we brought it up before or I've brought it up before. But like when we, we once were hosting a roast of like what well, it was like a comic book convention type of thing. Right. Yeah. And like we were supposed to roast like. Was it like Batman and the villain and Batman's villains, right? The characters, yeah. And the characters in Batman. And like I wrote uh, I wrote roast jokes and they were like filthy. And you were like, Mark, children will be at this thing. And I was like, Oh, yeah, this is dirt. This is at 4 p.m. on a yes. Saturday. I mean, that was the main thing. Was so this is like <laughs> and it wasn't like we were hidden away in like, you know, some comedy club or something like that they they literally just put us in the middle of this comic this fake comic-con yeah <laughs> well you're just much smarter than i am especially with that and with this i i this kodak thing like i just always go into things things being like oh this will be a gentleman's club crowd this will be people that enjoy the podcast or you know like this on the radio show or have seen us do stand-up you know like like we walk into roast of rochester and i feel like if we really wanted to, we could really half-ass it and be fine because it's like friends and people that have listened to the show for a while and have been to Rosa Rochester's. Um, anyways, you think tickets we can are- have half-ass it, <laughs> half-ass it, or 
Do you think we could try to actually full asset one of these times? Which, which one, one of these that we did it the first time. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I went into this thinking that like, oh, you know, it'll be a gentleman's club crowd. Um, and what it was, was a um, a fringe festival crowd. And also. George Eastman history buff crowd, mm-hmm. because that makes sense. Fringe festival probably skews old. And people looked at the menu of Fringe Festival and saw that, oh, a podcast about George Eastman. Like there could have literally been people that work at the Eastman Museum at this live tape of the podcast. So it's like after a while, I realized like we were saying all this or at least like I wrote and was saying all this insane shit about Kodak that was that I barely researched. I'm just saying shit, right? And then I'm looking around going like, oh, wait, these people, they know. <laughs> they really know about George Eastman. And I'm just saying yeah. insane shit about them. So we were, we're talking to these old ass people and these people that are probably history buffs of Eastman Kodak. And I'm just saying lies to them about the thing they know about. Yeah, so that's that was the realization I had about three quarters of a way through it, and I'm yeah. You, you, I said it out loud. I was like, I'm just realizing how utterly frustrating this whole thing must be, because <laughs> it's not like we're talking to out of towners. You know what I yeah. mean? We're talking about we're talking to Rochesterians that have lived through all this, and they're they're old people, so they literally lived through all it. We're like, you know, we're talking about all this ancient history that's like their fucking teenage years their nostalgia yeah and they're like yeah i was there they're like yeah i remember cameras and we're like we're describing like you know film and they're like yes, yes. i know film. i still have some in my fridge yeah. like i have some so yeah i should have i guess i should have warned you guys that that's what we learned you know i did fringe trust for the first time last year with the interlude and we mm-hmm. did a live stand-up show. And we did it at this theater. I think I, I did like, that the second night. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the first night, we I didn't know what we were walking into. So, I just figured, oh, this is going to be an all-interloop crowd. They kind of like, you know, you know, more salacious shit. And turns out, absolutely fucking not. Fringe trust audiences are old people that still look at, like, those paper magazines and, like, look forward to, you know, getting that that city festival guide and thumbing through that and finding like, Ooh, which fat lesbian doing improv do I want to go see for $15? And it's me. And then they're like, <laughs> close they, enough. <laughs> they show up and then like fucking, we've got Andy Kuhn and uh, Kevin Willard down there talking about how they ate an abortion and they're like <laughs> fucked an abortion's dick off or some shit. And people are just like, um, what, <laughs> what did I walk into? <laughs> So yeah, with the live yeah with the live stand-up show this year we had to like, I I was like, we're making the choice to make this seem like the raunchiest shit, and then we'll just it won't be because no comic yeah. is one hundred percent raunchy the entire time because that would be intolerable. But we're just like yeah, it's a rated R show. But like, I should have warned you guys that I knew the audience showing up to this conspiracy podcast was going to be mostly old people, and then. Also, lawyers from uh, Eastman Kodak. Well, I was uh, I was prepared, 
You know what it was? It, it is. It's not your fault. I know what the fringe crowd is. I was prepared for the old people. I was prepared for it to be a little bit maybe of like a fringe crowd. But I, when I was like, what I had that realization, just like it's, it was like the, seeing the monolith in Space Odyssey, where you're like, oh yeah, there could be people that really know their Eastman Kodak here, and we do not know our Eastman Kodak like they would, or they could be, you know, or it's like the realization that they could have been expecting something where it wasn't just like three dudes reading off of Wikipedia and then spending most of their time writing jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They could have possibly been expecting like um, information. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But here's, here's the thing. They would know what to expect if anybody listened to the interview podcast, which nobody does. There was literally two people that said that they listened to the interview and I don't believe them still. Um, so yeah, I think I think what we'll do is probably release that first one on you know the Patreon. We can put it on the Gentleman's Club side yeah. too. And and I don't know what we're gonna do with the second one because let's like, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it could be fucking weirder. So who knows? Well, there was that insane moment too. So like, I I thought it was genius that you did. Uh, uh you you had. Uh, I mean, I mean, this is genius, Shane, that you had a mic for the crowd to speak into and and say their conspiracies. What well, guy think of one of those? One guy came up and just like Hated checked us. us. He was just yeah. like, actually, Kodak. and then some other like and that was like a bummer. That guy was like a bummer and is like, man, we're just trying to fucking have fun. Like yeah. and then some other chick came up and was <laughs> she's just like my cousin's friend's dad (laughs) it was like perfect on christmas eve (laughs) said that this happened that of the story was like that there was an explosion at eastman cut it was like holy and it covered it up yeah that's that's worth coming out to the show is is because like you know me and mark and justin's conspiracies are like based in reality Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we feel, I think at least maybe it's just me. I feel like we can get so fucked by this podcast. And like, like Eastman Kodak, as I was doing my research, they became patent trolls. They are litigious pieces of shit. They're just like fucking Nick Tahoe's. This is, this is how they make their money. It's just by suing the shit out of people. But I think that now that they've sold all their patents, maybe they don't have lawyers anymore. But anyways, feel like they they could sue us into the ground so i was like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pull stuff that's like real but i'll make it you know i'll exaggerate it a little bit so that maybe i can have my ass covered and we just say allegedly a hundred times but Which um, we did <laughs> but here's the thing and if you don't want to buy a ticket to the show tonight that's fine i get it but uh if you want to just relive the podcast what you can do is you can go um, to the city newspaper and you can read the review of the show which is not a review it is a fucking play-by-play of like it it, it, it feels kind of meta because like what we did we, we did a performance where we just kind of read wikipedia entries and i read off the kodak website the reviewer for the city newspaper then turned this into basically a wikipedia entry <laughs> of our yeah. podcast because it's a, it's everything we said. It's like he's like, okay, yeah, and then he just left out, I guess, the good jokes. So it's not what, even a good trailer. I don't. What know. was that guy's name? Like, we uh, need to dox him or something. 
for for <laughs> being such like like am I I maybe I'm incorrect here and I'm my my anger is is unwarranted. He is he's a reviewer, right? He's he reviews stuff. Am yeah. I wrong there? Well, here's what I'm also realizing is I've never actually read a review by an actual reviewer. So and maybe I just don't know what reviews are. I thought that reviews were just like, you know, like the way that Robin Williams voiced the genie was marvelous. <laughs> like, I thought that's all that was. But I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're a complete write-ups of exactly what happened, all the beats, uh, and what to look out for. Even when there's another show, it has to get sold. Uh, that if anybody reads this thing, they wouldn't come to the show because they're oh. like, oh, I've, I've seen it. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm looking at... Uh, are there, they, all right, this is a different reviewer. So there's a Natalie that reviews for City Magazine. And this is her um, her headline for some like flying show. Um, like where they I don't know where they do like flying stuff. She says that in her headline, she says that this show missed the mark. She's the impressive flying Espanias missed the mark at Rochester Fringe. So that, that would be that like a pun or do they die? Yeah, could be. Okay. But, but I'm just saying she so she put her opinion on it. The dude that was there, I watched him the whole time. He was miserable. <laughs> he was miserable. And I was like, oh, this dude's going to rip us the fuck apart. He's going to grab that ass and rip it apart, son. And I was yeah. kind of looking forward to it. Just like, yeah, daddy, give it to me. And then, he, like you said, he just did like a play by play of what happened. And I would rather have you tell us whether you like it or not. It's literally your job. You're literally there to tell people whether they should or should not go to things. Not, hey, this is what this is. Mm -hmm. It really bummed me out. I want I want my ass ripped apart, you know, son. Yeah, I think we need to apply to be reviewers for the city newspapers that I've I'm learning because it's like, yeah, we we need some people that aren't afraid to go to these fringe shows and be like, yeah. So I went and saw this monologue show that I'm going to be honest with you. Who the fuck is in charge of accepting these applications? Because I, and here's the thing. Our inter our review is buried underneath a, another fake interlude <laughs> review, which is a. Uh, 200 pages long uh so go read that because it's hilarious that there is there's another group doing inner loop colon monologues and my only hope is that this man went to that show first and thought it was the inner loop blog and then he had high expectations for actually coming to see our show and then mm. we disappointed him but yeah some type of star system city newspaper uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. But yeah, yeah, any press is good press. And you know, we're we're I'm with Mark. Roast me. Like I was I wanted to flip open that city newspaper. Mm. And by that I mean go online because nobody yeah. prints anything. Um but like I want this guy to be like, yeah, so I went to the Interloops conspiracy podcast. Um, and nobody told me how fucking fat this piece of <laughs> shit <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> 
it's and a he, review of our eating habits. It's like they he's in between these two fucking skinny guys. It looks like you know a vanilla Oreo. <laughs> we are Double definitely. Stuffed. It's either that we're the same fatness, or you're skinnier than me now, Shane. I just ate I, an entire cake, Mark. <laughs> an, an entire cake. You know that. I okay. ate an entire cake. Speaking of of eating, I don't know. I'm trying to segue. What a transition. Into, yeah. So here's here's the deal. Um, I'm starting to understand a certain section of the population now. I um if you say black people, I've uh, I've got I've been painting my face a certain way, Shane. Okay, good. Have you ever seen the movie Soul Man from the 80s? <laughs> You've just been going out as, as a new black. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Uh, <laughs> so no, so um uh this is a nightmare because I I, I don't I dislike I, I don't want animals. I dislike having animals. I have a ton of them now. We have like four goats. And um, we we spend so much money on them and like the garage that they are in now is like deteriorating and it's falling apart. So I'm building them like a goat enclosure and it's not really a shed. It's like a lean to. So basically imagine like a dugout, right? Like a dugout but mm-hmm. with a front and it's got gates and stuff and one sections for the hay and one sections for the goats to go in and whatever. Yeah. So. Like to buy one of these things and have somebody install it into your house, Shane, it would have cost me eight thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. Eight. Yeah, it's fucking expensive. Eight thousand dollars. So I was like, well, I guess I'm learning how to do general construction. Yeah. You know, because I'm not fucking paying eight thousand dollars. So I um I bought like a thousand dollars worth of lumber from Home Depot it was enough money where they would they came and dropped it off at my house for free. Mm-hmm. Like, here's your lumber. Like, like it's a construction site. So they, this is the, the how like big this thing is going to be. It's like pretty massive. It's like 12 foot by 10 foot. And I spent four hours. So we'll say half a shift. Right. If, you're, if I was like working, it'd be half a shift today, like framing walls. OK, so like. Real construction bullshit, framing walls and like, I don't know, screwing shit in and cutting stuff and everything. And after doing that for four hours, I was like, I can definitely see why these people that work in this trade don't give a fuck about pronouns. Okay, I can see why these people love Trump. And I I 100% understand because you're done with it. And you're just like, if anybody gives you any bullshit, right? Where they're just like, um, they, you didn't call my sons a they and not a he. I'd be like, I just fucking framed five walls today. I don't care what your son, like your son needs to use the boys room. Do you understand? Like, I can't, like, I understand why these people I just they just don't want to hear it, Shane. They don't want to they don't want to deal. I understand why they get in fights with people like and I'm talking about going to a bar and just fighting people. I get it now because I did it for half a day and I'm just like, I want to fight people. I want to be racist. I want to vote for Trump. And I and I, you got to use the boys room. OK, and my son is not wearing a pink shirt anymore. You did half a day 
of manual labor and you became Adam Carolla? Yes. By my mangria. I come into a into a bottle. You drink it. All right. Oh. Yeah. I um, don't care. I can see why there's like there's been a backlash uh, against the white privilege stuff. Right. Um, yeah, when I when I see any of these, you know, hard labor dudes out sweating in the sun and doing their thing, I can understand why they'd be a little upset if you're like, um, that's your privilege talking. It's like I <laughs> I accidentally nailed my foot <laughs> into a home that I can't afford to live in, but I'm building. So why don't you go ahead and suck my dick? Yeah, like I've literally been like uh, since I don't go into the office because I'm not like on a radio show anymore. I do every I literally do everything from my air conditioned home with the movie. There will be blood playing in the background and me just going, man, that Daniel Day Lewis is a treasure. And that's my life right now. I'm just working, watching movies, air conditioned kids at school. And and then you're going to go and you're going to tell these dudes that work like 12 hour shifts. I don't know. Just like they're they're masons and they're building walls for fucking a prison or something. And you're going to tell them anything. Like, don't even talk to them. They have every right to just kill you just for looking at them. OK. And I worked for four hours doing this. And that's how I feel. I've. This is why I don't even like hire people to do anything. I mean, mostly because I'm poor and I can't afford to do it. But also it's like, I'll think of like a job, right? Like I haven't, I've been wanting a shed in my backyard for four years now. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't justify looking out in my backyard and seeing three grown men having to pour cement into my yard and like doing that work. Like that is so sad that their existence, like they should just stay home that day and i know that i'm paying them and they probably would like the work but they should just stay home and be broke instead that's just that's there's got to be a better way you know yeah like and and i'm not i mean my my um my basically my my sister's partner he he does like masonry and the dude is like i mean he's he's literally from doing it his entire life missing tips of fingers yeah like like he like his thumbs miss it he's got it like half of his thumb is missing on one hand and it's just from the work he does and again i'm watching like i'm just like i'm watching like adam levine gossip on fucking bravo as i'm working facebook wants me to know about this adam levine shit so badly (laughs) i'm getting fed posts that no joke have two likes on them like nobody cares about the story but like Facebook is feeding the sh- it's the feeding frenzy. Anybody that's posting about Adam Levine possibly having sex with another beautiful woman is like, oh, they're getting supercharged to the front of my page. It's like, Jesus Christ, who gives a shit? The man has a ridiculous amount of tattoos and he sings in maroon five. He's tatted up like he's about to go fucking play at the warp tour. But he's coming out and here singing Sunday morning, rain is pouring. Sucking my dick out. What was the album called? Letters to Jane? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that fucking went hard. 
like dude, yeah you are your train light like i would say train is even more hardcore than you yeah they hit drops of jupiter you know they they yes. can rock it they can rock it every once in a while yeah i get fed the adam levine thing and i've been getting fed um anything anything like megan markle megan markle shit and that's, gotta, that's gonna be your wife's fault though right yeah you know yeah you know she's like like lily's super into the the like like lily slept on the couch and woke up at three or four in the morning to watch the queen's funeral and i was thinking about it, i was like because she did the same thing for the weddings like when the most recent people got married and yeah. it's like that's stupid it's stupid but what it's a wedding you know this is a fucking funeral. I don't know. It's just, it's a different vibe. It's just them parading a carcass around. Like, what do we? You you need to get up at three in the morning to watch this this old chick just like in a coffin. What the fuck? I guess I don't know what the crown is, but isn't that show just about her life? So why don't you just wait until they make that show? We've been watching the crown. It's a good show. I just don't. Here, so I get fed Meghan Markle shit, and all all I know is I just don't like I don't care. I don't know how anybody has an opinion on this like this hot chick. Well, you like, did. My opinion is done like such hard out. labor. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I've done. Why would you have time? For for me, it's just what's a manly movie? Put weird science on. I don't fucking know. Nothing more manly than yeah. that, dude. <laughs> I watched uh, just our, two nerds making a bodacious babe. <laughs> I uh, we were watching right right before we did the podcast. Top Gun was on the original, and during the volleyball scene, I forgot that like Goose didn't even he didn't even pop the shirt off. Well, and then they relived that moment in the new one with the yeah. fat black guy. Oh, he doesn't pop his. Well, he's a he's like big fat guy. I get why he's not taking his shirt off, but like it's a Goose doesn't look out of shape. He would compared to Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Yeah, and Val Kilmer's wingman was was pretty ripped too. Sure. Yeah, they they were they were looking pretty good. Yeah, the dude that ended up playing a doctor on fucking ER. Yeah, he's not gonna be looking good. Wait, that's those. Yeah. Let me look. Let me look this guy up. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see him without a shirt on. Be so sad. Dude, so I went I went in hard on this and now I feel like I got to walk it back. The the Lord of the Rings. I don't think I've stayed awake through the like the last two episodes. That is how that's I the, that's the truth. See, that's the test, right? Yeah. That's the real test, man. That's 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 the age we're at now. Is if if I can hold my pee through it or stay awake this is the best thing that's ever fucking been made but if any of those things happen or i'm even thinking about my phone this is a pile of shit dude i almost lord of the rings has failed the sleep test for me as well every episode not not house of the dragon house of the dragon i've never dozed off on but yeah this is well when you slip in a little incest (laughs) gonna keep those peepers on the screen (laughs) They really just um they they really um trained us to not give a shit about incest. I'm just like, oh, they're only niece and uncle, you know, and it's not that big of a deal. 
So here's my thing about that. So yeah, I for I was like, oh yeah, oh this is weirder. But then it's like, no, it was brother and sister before, so maybe this is actually better. And I, I don't know if this is spoilery for people. I don't really give a shit. But this is like the end of the episode. You know, they do the recap and they have like the directors and everybody come on. They're like, when I, when we were shooting this scene, we were this is the motivation of fucking who gives a shit. So for that one, it was some female director. And she really goes into this whole thing where it's like, she was really trying to make it feminine positive. She was like, you know, there's a lot of sex scenes out there that have the male gaze and it's, it's all always seen from the, you know, the male's perspective. So I had to work really hard to just unlearn all those things and really shoot it from the female perspective. Bitch, you're shooting a scene about this chick that's underage about to fuck her uncle. <laughs> is this really where you want to make your stand on feminism? Yeah. Why don't um, you go like, hey, I was trying to make this look as weird as fuck and make you all uncomfortable. Also, that's female, female positive. Um, You are doing a Game of Thrones show. All the bitches get laid out and dudes are in charge. Anytime they bring up like, oh, there'll be a queen. It's followed with fuck that. Let's get brand in there. Brand is half a man. Let's get him in there before a chick like a chick tried to get it. And they were like, that bitch is crazy. Well, she had her period. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And let's take her out. The whole thing is them scoffing at women being um in power in any capacity so if you're trying to make anything female positive with game of thrones lady you're on the wrong show reboot the mindy project all right (laughs) but keep the incest (laughs) yeah i want to see mindy kaling fuck her uncle okay (laughs) (laughs) all right we got we're gonna go to the other side of the patreon i got some trash to talk about doug Ebledge and jenny ryan oh shit it's well, finally th- happening i think they're liars is what it is i think they're fucking liars and well they're yeah cowards. they're <laughs> the media so not a big reveal um, here but i guess i'll follow you to the other side of the podcast. I, I think they're lying about shit and i think it's unfortunate so other side of the pod- podcast patreon.com slash the gentleman's club if you're listening to this on wednesday september 21st come on out to selena's tonight at uh 7 30 is when the show starts it'll be the inner loop blog podcast uh codec conspiracies it'll be shane me and justin from the inner loop blog all right uh bye poor people <laughs>